0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 9 of The Forged Note, A Romance of the Darker Races, by Oscar Michaud. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Where's your man? On she flew across the car tracks she stumbled but she didn't stop nor did she look to see whether any one was coming or not she thought of nothing but to be away 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 down the street that was dark and rough and led to where she did not know nor did she even care she was going away away from everybody she would hide herself from the world she could go to another city but there was no use in that either she cried half aloud as she hurried along i can stand it no longer i can stand it no longer i want to die oh i want to die i know she choked at last as she stumbled down the middle of a dark alley in which she now found herself i know she cried again and she hurried on as soon as she had caught her breath it is the river yes the river she quickened her pace as she came into a street that was at the end of the alley it was wider she hastened down a hill that seemed to her a mile long and maybe it was more but when she had hurried two blocks along this she left the middle of the street and took to the sidewalk and slowed to a walk i can't go on like this it will excite people i must walk but i must hurry 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 she had covered many blocks when she came abreast of buildings occupied by coloured people there was a barber shop where men were being shaved and a restaurant where others were eating a soda fountain also and she wondered whether the people who conducted it made any money this time of the year the night seemed to have grown much colder but from the frost that was on the windows but mildred latham did not feel it her face as she felt it for a moment was flushed and then it occurred to her that her throat was dry oh yes she knew why now she had cried all the way from mother jane's to here wherever it was and her face was hot her throat was dry and she wanted water she must have water or she could no longer swallow for a moment she hesitated before the soda fountain then she opened the door and entered a man who sat in the rear approached he was a neat man with a heavy moustache he invited her to a chair at a table that was near a glowing fire she took it he waited her order politely i would like some a soda water if you please she said hesitatingly he looked at her a moment keenly winked his right eye and then his left then his right eye again twice she looked at him without understanding he repeated it she wondered what he meant presently he moved behind the counter and returned with her order well she drank it another a woman came in mildred watched him incidentally he repeated the winking process while she glanced at the other who repeated it he went now to a room in the rear and when he returned he handed her something in a package the woman gave him a half-dollar and waited for no change you're a stranger about here miss he said observing her a bit dubiously yes sir she replied i'm a stranger about here oh i see he said now gazing at her very keenly a few moments you're one of the solicitors for the y m c a i suppose said he after a moment's thought no sir i am not she replied with a start and wondered why he asked her they was a-planning to have a meeting over head here to-night was why i asked he said oh is that so she commented and then added i'm not connected with it in any way but i'm very much interested in it well it's too bad he said thoughtfully but i don't think we will ever get such a thing in this town it's going to be a failure so i hear indeed she echoed how so well unless they get twenty-seven thousand dollars together in a week it's sure to be and for anybody can raise that many dollars so hard's time as now i'd like to see them he smiled grimly she wanted to ask him about wilson but hesitated had he returned he was speaking again they ain't had no word from the secretary since he left he went north some time ago and it was hoped that he might succeed in raising the amount among the wealthy northern people but it's dollars to doughnuts that he don't cause i figger it's like this if he'd had a success up there some word a come back by now from him so no word had yet come from wilson jacobs and as she thought of his possible failure all thought of herself and what had been in her mind a moment ago left her when she left the place she was calm but where to go now was another problem to go back to mother jane never entered her mind she wandered about for an hour she now recognized the locality she was on the same street she had found upon her arrival in the city beale street she walked up this for two blocks and where many negroes were assembled several picture shows greeted her but she had no inclination for such amusement presently she turned into another street that led down to the river it was narrow and poorly lighted and the people what few she saw were ragged and dirty and forbidding she walked some distance on this until she came across another that led in another direction into this she turned aimlessly she had gone about three-quarters of a block when her eyes in glancing up caught sight of a house dark and weather-beaten with a glimmering light on the front under which was written lodging for men or women rates right she paused her hand touched her forehead it was hot and throbbing she felt tired and her eyes were heavy with sleep she hesitated turned into the gate and approached the door timidly it was a forbidding place she saw as she came nearer the door hung weakly upon its hinges while light came through the many cracks she shuddered how different it was from mother jane's where everything was spick and span clean and well kept oh if she could be home now with mother jane she rapped lightly upon the door and it seemed a long time before someone shuffled in that direction presently after a turning of bolts or it seemed more like someone was drawing a peg out of a staple with a squeak the door opened about a foot in the dim light the face of an old woman looked out from a very wrinkled face what do you want she asked gruffly i see you have a sign up here and she pointed upward that says rooms she replied timidly Yeah? Is you lone? Where's your man? Mildred shuddered, and then she recovered. She was tired and wanted to sleep. Tomorrow she would try to do better. She replied as politely as she could. I'm alone. I have no man. "Huh," grunted the other, opening the squeaking door wide as she said, Come in. Mildred entered and stood looking about her, while the old witch regarded her suspiciously. So you're alone, eh? Got no man, huh? That's funny. She hobbled to where a lamp set with chimney smoke and upon which a crack had been patched with paper there's a chair sit down gal she shuffled about and when the light was better by turning it up a bit higher she came near where mildred sat and took a seat in an old rocker which had a sack filled with straw to make it more comfortable how much do you charge for your rooms mildred inquired two bits when you're alone thirty-five cents if you got a man mildred had surmised that would be the charge and had the amount ready she didn't care to have this witch see that she had money she handed her the quarter the old creature took it held it to the light and examined it a moment before she dropped it into an old pocket wanna go to bed now the other inquired a little kinder than she had spoken before i feel sleepy said mildred and looked it all right said the other rising with much difficulty ah gal that's rheumatiz bad when you gets like dis life don't hold much for you mildred tried to look sympathetic as she followed her and murmured something inaudible they had entered a room now that corresponded with the remainder of the house except that the ceiling seemed to be lower and the room was a bit cleaner a small fireplace was in one side of the wall and the bed stood in an opposite corner two chairs a table a bureau a washstand and a pitcher with a clean towel spread over it made up the meagre furnishings a rag carpet covered the floor i don't furnish fire said the other when she saw mildred's eyes rest for a moment upon the fireplace if there were a fire she now felt she would rest better i should like to purchase some fuel of you to make a fire if it is possible she said i'll sell you a nickel's worth very well bring it in when the other was gone she took fifty cents in change from her purse she displayed this that the other might see and feel that she possessed little a few minutes later she was alone with a fire cracking in the grate that soon made the room quite comfortable she retired when the room had become warm the heat in contrast with the air she had just come out of made her yawn so after barring the door securely she retired and was soon fast asleep she might have slept for an hour or it may have been only a minute but she was slowly awakened by a stream of light that poured in through the window she sat up suddenly and blinked as the rays fell across her face and saw that she had forgotten to draw the blind and that the moonlight was streaming into her room but it was not that alone which had awakened her there was some commotion in the street or rather in the house next door a wagon stood at the front and into it policemen were pushing men and women the wagon was a police patrol and they were making a raid In a few minutes it was all over and dropping back she was soon asleep again chapter nine